Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, Mike Kampler here, the camp, along with Joel Brzezinski, the breeze man, and welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where we're here to help you maybe discover some things you had never discovered before. So, for example, Joel, if someone's last name was Moly, as a believer in Christ, their nickname could be Holy Moly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The kind of things that people don't think about that we can bring out here on the podcast. It's such a blessing. Yeah, isn't that something? I mean, aren't you glad you listened? You can probably just shut the podcast off now. You've gotten everything you ever wanted to know (laughs) from Mike Kapler right there. (laughs) Hey, just real real quick here. uh, Got an email just as we speak. Well, not as like an hour ago, this email came in on the day that we're recording. Somebody from Canada, um, he starts his, uh, his email with, Hey, bros. Hey, <laughs> bros. Mm. Um, mm. I have listened to your podcast and I'm, um, now from zero to 150. So he started way back at the beginning. Haven't heard from someone in a long time that's done that. I'm from London, Ontario, Canada. And I've also passed it on to a bestie of mine who also says he enjoys it. By the way, did you know that London, Ontario, Canada... You know, Canada is way up north. You know, we're down here in Iowa, but Canada is way up north. But London, Ontario, Canada is like one degree north latitude of us. It's only, you know, we can pretty much go straight east, crossing the, of course, Lake Michigan, and get to London, Ontario, Canada. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, but anyway. I did not know about that. About that. And then Waterloo, Ontario, is like a little bit farther north of London. I was going to go there one time. And that's why I know all this stuff, and I ended up not going. But it's like 12 hours from here. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you are still adding podcasts. Yes, we are, uh, of course. Uh, but it is really greatly appreciated that I have close to 1,000 to listen to while I work or take a shower or even drive in my car. So that's pretty It's pretty cool that um, you know he's telling us how he listens, working, taking a shower, driving his car. That A lot of people listen in a lot of different ways. And, yes, we do have... Almost a thousand podcasts that anybody can go back and listen to. And, uh, so he loves the simplicity and digging into scripture to complement the topic, whatever we're talking about. So, yeah, we thank appreciate you. that. I think the thing that jumps out at me, Joel, about that is that uh, this person takes a shower. Some people have listened to our <laughs> podcast and found out they were, they were clean and they quit taking they showers. They quit taking showers. Once you know you're clean. Speaking of clean and unclean. The Gentiles <laughs> were considered unclean by uh, the Jews. And we've been talking lately, we're doing a series here, about how this, the gospel message, really how Jesus has made people clean by his blood. This gospel message took some time in those early years of the church to get through to the Gentiles. And that is because, and we're not putting blame on it, we're just saying, we're going through like Acts and some of the um, other epistles where it kind of shows, it does show how a lot of the early Jewish believers really did, you can you can see evidence of this, you can see it in their words and in the things that happened, really did think that this gospel was for them, for the Jews, and was not for Gentiles. And you can also see how many of the Jewish believers thought that the law of Moses was actually still part of 
the gospel. It was Jesus, yes, faith in Jesus, plus keeping the works of the law. And we've been through parts of Acts here. We're going to, we went through um, Acts 13, I think, last time. And uh, we're going to look at some things in Acts 15, where, where we just see this kind of a slow progression and, and a slow change of events. And, and even when things happened in Acts 15, which we'll get into here, there were still, it, it still wasn't quite clear. Like today, we've got Paul's epistles, and we can see him clearly saying, salvation and justification is by grace through faith apart from works i had to die to the law paul says in order to be justified in order to be married and joined to christ and to bear fruit to him you'll look in some of these uh, things in acts and you'll see that that message wasn't quite so clear yeah it, it did take a while for gentiles to start getting the message many years really after the cross peter had that vision that revelation that we talked about and then after that uh where the spirit fell on gentiles as well this this was a shock to the jewish system <laughs> yeah yeah really <laughs> i mean it it threw everybody for a loop including peter at first and those who were with him uh, and then we find after that happened word got back to jerusalem pretty quickly because it says in 11.1, the apostles and brethren, the Jewish brethren, who were throughout Judea heard that the, the I got to say this again, the apostles and the brethren right. who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. So after all this time, seven to 10 years or so after this happened, Gentiles were starting to get saved and it threw everybody off. And just, um, just real quick, what started us off on this kind of is that Jesus had told his disciples go to not only to the Jews, not only to Jerusalem, but to the ends of the world, to the, all the nations. They were supposed to do this, but yet we find here we are now, we find that many years later it was just getting through to the Gentiles. That's right. And and even before Jesus, the prophets spoke about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or that the Messiah would be a light for the Gentiles, uh, for the other nations. So it got to this point, and then, you know, so P this happened with Peter. He had to go and explain himself to the uh, the apostles and brothers up in J Jerusalem and explain the whole story to them uh, with Cornelius and all of that. And then, as we've talked about in the last couple of programs with Barnabas and Paul, getting their foot in the door uh, as Paul was uh, kind of getting started with his outgoing ministry— he ministered to both Jews and Gentiles, but then the things really started to explode with the Gentiles, uh, and, and it, it leads us up to this in, in Acts 15, because th this started becoming so complicated with the Gentiles yeah. getting saved. The Gentiles who did not have the law were getting saved. The Jews who were getting saved still believed, for the most part, that they were to continue with the law, plus believing in Jesus. And so this was this was a mess because there were people who came down from Judea to these places where Paul had been and Barnabas and, and whoever was with them, sharing the good news with the Gentiles, seeing people come to Christ who weren't Jews. And then these, these men, these Jewish people came down from Judea, teach, this is Acts 15.1, teaching these brothers, these Gentile brethren, that unless you are circumcised according to the law of Moses or the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Your salvation is not authentic or completed because you haven't done according to the cust certain customs of the law of Moses. Well, this caused uh, great debate. 
great dissension. Uh, the New American Standard says Paul and Barnabas had great dissension and debate with them, with these brethren. And uh, anyway, it, it led to all of these people gathering together in Jerusalem, where James seemed to be a, a leading figure and had a council. Some of those people on the council were made up of believing Jews who were former Pharisees, part of the Pharisee party. We talked about the circumcision party a couple weeks back. This is the Pharisee party. <laughs> Neither one of them were very good, right? <laughs> if you're looking for a good time. Um, and, and so now we, we come to this place, Joel, where they're going to talk this out because people who had been on the front lines like Barnabas and Paul and even Peter were going to share their side of the story on why they felt Gentiles, non-Jews, should not be required to follow the Mosaic law. But what, what gets lost in all of this is, as, as we read through this, just keep this in your, in your mind as we read through this, because this will probably take more than one program. But the thing I want to point out here, Joel, before I get it back over to you, is during this whole discussion, it was never debated as to whether Jews were still under the law or right, not. Right. <laughs> they thought they were. We know through Paul's writings, as you mentioned, we know through Paul's writings that would come along later that they really weren't. <laughs> right. But no, they didn't true. know that at the time. So the, the discussion here was pretty much centered on Gentiles and whether they should be following the law or not, because it wouldn't make any sense for them to be debating this if they didn't already assume many of these Jewish believers at the council, if they didn't already assume that Jews were under the law. So right. let's roll with it. Well, it's like you say it at the beginning of Acts 15, you know, they're talking about the Gentiles and um, saying, you know, a sect of the Pharisees who believed. So these Pharisees believed in Jesus and they, they rose up. And again, the context here is the conversion of the Gentiles, verse 3, and they, they rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And so they came together, like you say, to consider this matter. Then Peter stood up. So now, you know, we've been through how, you know, Peter's vision and how it took him some time to really realize this. And what's pretty cool about what Peter said is that men and, he said, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Now, just real quick, there are some people who believe that Paul was, was the only apostle sent to the Gentiles and all the other apostles were sent to the Jews. I mean, that kind of nixes that idea right here that Peter says that by my mouth, God chose among us that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. The problem with Peter was that he didn't quite understand the gospel. It took a, a transition time for him to really understand it. So he goes on, So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them, the Gentiles, by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. Again, go back, and we've talked about this um, in the previous a few podcasts. Um, he gave the Gentiles the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So not with the law. And again, like you say, he's talking about Gentiles here. They're not, it's interesting that they're not talking about Jews here. Uh, but so now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Talking about the law of Moses, that's the yoke 
the heavy burden, really, that was on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. In other words, by grace, through faith, without this yoke, without putting the yoke of the law of Moses on people. So then they kept silent. The multitude all kept silent. They listened to Barnabas and Paul now. So it switched from Peter, who said that little statement there, and then uh, it switched to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they became silent, so this was good. They were, okay, this is great, you know, for the Gentiles. It's, it's wonderful. We're understanding a little bit now that the Gentiles can, you know, come to God by faith. Uh, after they became silent, James answered, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at first, at the first visited the Gentiles to, to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree. So now James is saying, okay, the prophets do say this. And he quotes from the Old Testament, from the prophets, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Um, but, but then this is where it turns, it gets interesting. And with just a little bit of time left on this one, we'll uh, see if you want to pick up here right now, Cap, or, or what we'll do. But it's interesting where things turn after celebrating the fact that Gentiles could be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because of what we want to get into here, we will save this for the next one. But let's let's wrap it up here. Uh, so, as you said, James referred, in, interestingly, I don't know if he was searching for this while, yeah, I don't know, because we don't know how long it took for Peter Paul and Barnabas and maybe others to make the case for for Gentiles being freed from the law and still being saved. We don't. But J- James seems to have at least some familiarity, or he or he looked up these passages from the Old Testament prophets about Gentiles being called by God's name. So therefore, verse nineteen. Acts 15, 19. Therefore, he says, it is after reading that from the Old Testament, as we know it, therefore it is my judgment that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles. And then he goes on to say, except for, (laughs) and that's what we want to get into next time. He basically lists four things here. What are these things? I used to kind of skip over them. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, but I think we want to take a little time on this to highlight just exactly where, where James was going here. It, because it's important for us to, to get a handle on it, especially considering everything that we've been covering over the last, I don't know, five weeks or so about the Gentiles coming to Christ. And so it is my judgment or my opinion that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles. And next week, we'll get into what those four things are what they mean, where did they come from, and what did it mean for the Gentiles going forward? I don't think we've really stopped to think that out too well, most of us. So let's cover it next week. Join us right here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.